President McLean, Fathers Maki and Koras, administrators, faculty, staff, my dear students, and all my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Today, as we inaugurate a new academic year here at Thomas Aquinas College, we do so by celebrating the vote of mass of the Holy Spirit, imploring the Holy Spirit with fervent faith and deep devotion, imploring the Spirit to renew the face of the earth now. This morning, I would like to pose one question to focus my reflections during this homily, and that question is simply this. What role does the church, our mother and teacher, expect us to play in the Spirit's divine activity of renewing the face of the earth? Renewing the face of the earth in the power of the Spirit means to turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, hearts pulsing with the love of Christ, the only Savior of the world. So allow me a few minutes to address this question. We live in a world that is absolutely saturated with massive amounts of information that can be quickly accessed with one stroke of a computer keyboard. But at the same time, we live in a world that is sadly lacking in wisdom. There is a certain theological reason why in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the gift of wisdom is listed first in the naming of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because to be truly wise is to be like unto God himself. When I go around the diocese of Worcester confirming my young people in the faith, I tell them if they really want to be truly wise, they must first learn the correct answer to the three most important questions in life. Question number one, where did I come from? Question number two, where am I going? And question number three, how do I get there? And the correct answers to these three salient questions are extremely important because they are at the heart of the church's proclamation of salvation. We come from God, we're going home to God, and we do so by personally encountering the person of the crucified and risen Jesus, by falling in love with him, and by surrendering our intellects and wills to the salvific truth that Christ and Christ alone is our way, our truth, and our life. Yes, a person may be highly educated and have many degrees after his or her name, but if that person, if that person does not know the end for which he has been created, then that person cannot be truly wise, which is to say that that person cannot be truly free. Thomas Aquinas College boldly identifies itself as an authentically Catholic institution that proudly and effectively introduces its students the great Catholic intellectual tradition. I firmly believe that the Catholic intellectual tradition can serve as a privileged way of assisting the Holy Spirit in renewing the face of the earth. Why? Because the Catholic intellectual tradition is rooted in the truth which is attainable through the divinely bestowed gifts 
of faith and reason. In this morning's second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, we heard these powerful and encouraging words. In Christ, you too were chosen. When you heard the glad tidings of salvation, the word of truth, and you believed in it. This Pauline proclamation begs the question whose answer has an enormous impact for all people, an impact for time and for eternity. The question, of course, is what is truth? The Catholic Church for two centuries, for two millennia, has raised and answered that fundamental question definitively. The truth is Christ, the Word made flesh. As the Second Vatican Council teaches so importantly, in reality, it is only in the Word made flesh that the mystery of man becomes clear. Christ the Lord, Christ the new Adam, fully reveals man to himself and brings to light his most high calling. My dear friends, our culture desperately needs the light of Christ, the light of the new Adam. And we, the culture needs it to dispel the prevailing ignorance and denial of the truth, the truth about the human person, the truth that claims that the person is made in the image and likeness of God, the truth that instructs us that the human person is made male and female, a truth that liberates us and calls us to a life in communion with others. In short, my dear friends, the light of Christ enriches our faith and illuminates our intellects, thereby, thereby helping to establish a culture of truth that acknowledges that love is more powerful than hate, that truth will always triumph over falsehood, and that those who love God, everything works together for the good. For the last several months, as you well know, Catholic churches across our great country were suddenly closed because of the terrible coronavirus. As a result, for weeks upon weeks, Roman Catholics could not receive our Eucharistic Lord in Holy Communion. This has caused me deep, profound sadness as a bishop of the church. But we must not allow this prolonged spiritual fast to be a complete loss. My fervent prayer during this whole pandemic and continues to this moment is that the Catholic community will come out of their homes and back into the churches longing once again to be present at Holy Mass. Because the Mass, as the Second Vatican Council teaches us, is the source and summit of the Christian life. For it is in the reception of Holy Communion, we come to know existentially, profoundly, the theological truth that your patron saint, Thomas Aquinas, taught so beautifully in his hymn, O Sacrum Convivium, O sacred banquet in which Christ is consumed. The memory of his passion is recalled, the mind is filled with grace, and a pledge of future glory is given to us. St. Thomas Aquinas, angelic doctor of the church, pray for us for every cause to thee. Amen. God bless you.